Part 2, Chapter 3 of the Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Merritt. The Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment by Elizabeth Selnar. Part 9 of the manner of receiving visitors. To receive visitors with ease and elegance, in such a manner that everything in you and about you shall partake of propriety and grace, to endeavor that people may always be satisfied when they leave you and desirous to come again, such are the obligations of the master and especially of the mistress of a house. Everything in the house ought as far as possible to offer English comfort and French grace. Perfect order, exquisite neatness, and elegance, which easily dispenses with being sumptuous, ought to mark the entrance of the house, the furniture, and the dress of the lady. In a house where affluence abounds, it is indispensable to have a drawing-room, for it is troublesome, and in bad tone to receive visits in a lodging-room at one's own dwelling. This may indeed do for a mere call, but it becomes almost ridiculous when after dinner it is necessary to pass into this room to take coffee, if you are receiving a small company, etc. This custom is not any longer adopted, except in the provincial towns and among persons who do not pride themselves on their good tone. To receive company in a dining-room is not allowed, except among those persons who cannot bear the expense of furnishing a parlour or drawing-room. Simplicity, admitted into an apartment of this kind, suited to the smallness of their means, we cannot but approve, while we regret, nevertheless, the disagreeable things to which such a residence subjects them. But we have, in this respect, an express warning to make to people who give themselves up to it unnecessarily. For it is altogether opposed to the received usages of good society to put yourselves in a situation which you cannot adorn, where you cannot place armchairs, a chimney-piece, a glass, a clock, and all things useful to persons who come to see you, where you are exposed to receiving twenty visits during dinner, of seeing as many interruptions during the setting of your table, since it is impossible to spread the cloth while strangers remain. Finally, of making them witnesses of your domestic cares while removing the remains of a repast, the tablecloth, dishes, etc. Young mothers of families who wish to have with them their children, troublesome guests in a drawing-room, as everyone knows, think that they may remain in the dining-room and have strangers conducted into an adjacent apartment. That this may not be inconvenient, it is necessary to observe three things. First, that strangers be admitted into this apartment before seeing the mistress of the house, because they would not fail to create difficulties by saying that they did not wish to disturb her. Second, that the apartment be constantly warmed in winter, Third, that in summer it should be furnished precisely as an occupied chamber. 
for nothing is worse than to conduct people into a room which seems to be to let unless from absolute inability you ought to light your staircase if the practices of good domestic economy regulated by the cares of civilization were more generally extended a staircase not lighted would not often be found after having thus cast a rapid glance into the interior of the house let us see in what manner it is necessary to receive visitors when we see any one enter whether announced or not we rise immediately advance toward them request them to sit down avoiding however the old form of take the trouble to be seated if it is a young man we offer him an armchair or a stuffed one if an elderly man we insist upon his accepting the armchair if a lady we beg her to be seated upon the ottoman if the master of the house receives the visitors he will take a chair and place himself at a little distance from them if on the contrary it is the mistress of the house and if she is intimate with the lady who visits her she will place herself near her if several ladies come at a time we give this last place to the one most distinguished by rank in winter the most honourable places are those at the corner of the fireplace in proportion as they place you in front of the fire your seat is considered inferior in rank moreover when it happens to be a respectable married lady and one to whom we wish to do honour we take her by the hand and conduct her to the corner of the fireplace if this place is occupied by a young lady she ought to rise and offer her seat to the other lady taking for herself a chair in the middle of the circle a mistress of a house ought to watch anxiously that they experience no restraint before her consequently she will take care to present screens to the ladies seated in front of the fire she will move under their feet tabourets or what is better pads coussins but never footstoves if she is alone with an intimate acquaintance she will request her to take hers but she will never extend this politeness to a gentleman if a door or window happens to be open in the room in summer time we should ask of visitors if it incommodes them if a lady who receives a half ceremonious visit is sewing she ought to leave off immediately and not resume it except at the request of the visitor if they are on quite intimate terms she ought herself to request permission to continue if a person visits in an entirely ceremonious way it would be very impolite to work even an instant moreover even with friends we should hardly be occupied with our work but should seem to forget it on their account in proportion as the visitor is a stranger the master or mistress of the house rises and any persons who may be already there are obliged to do the same some of them then withdraw in this case if the master and mistress of the house have with them any persons of their family after having conducted as far as the door those who are going they request one of their relations to take their place if the case be otherwise it is necessary to choose between the persons who remain and those who retire if the latter are superior in rank 
age, or consideration, we must give them the preference, and vice versa. But however respectable the person be who departs, we may dispense with conducting them farther than the door of the room. The manner in which we should usually reconduct visitors is regulated in an invariable manner. If it is a lady who is to be accompanied, the master of the house takes her hand, passes it under his arm, and thus leads her as far as the bottom of the staircase, unless the steps be so narrow that two cannot go abreast. It is no longer the custom to give the hand to ladies, but to offer them the arm. This new custom does not at all change the ancient rule of propriety, which requires that in descending a staircase we should give the side next to the wall to the lady whom we accompany. We commonly present to her the right arm, provided, however, that necessity does not oblige us, in order to avoid placing her next to the balustrade, to offer the left. If she is to return in a carriage, we should politely hand her into it. In the provincial towns, they conduct all, or almost all, visitors as far as the street door, unless they are gentlemen and have visited a lady. She ought then to accompany them, as is always done in Paris, that is to say, as far as the door of the room or the head of the stairs. Parisians add to this custom an agreeable civility. They hold the door open, and standing upon the threshold or edge of the staircase, follow with their eyes the visitor, until he turns round to make the last salutation, or adieu, or to request the host to return. We no longer practice that frank and open hospitality of the provinces, by virtue of which, in the middle of winter, we request people to refresh themselves with some solid eatables. Such a proposal would now excite a smile. We do not make any such offer to visitors but under these circumstances. First, during very hot weather, we invite them to take a glass of syrup or of iced water. Second, if anyone is reading, we offer him eau sucre, that is, the little household article to which we have given that name. Third, we offer orange flower water to a lady who happens to be suddenly indisposed. Excepting these cases, we make no offer of this kind. If anyone wishes to refresh himself, he requests the mistress of the house to allow him to ring the bell. After assent is given, he asks of the domestic who comes whatever he desires. End of Part 2, Chapter 3 Recording by Tom Merritt